you're going to have to have faith that this is actually happening. You know, there, it comes in waves for me. I'm not going to lie. Some days I'm like, this is what the fuck? What, 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 why, what, what, what? <laughs> and why am I supposed to say this? And how come I have to do this? And why does this have to be my path? Why can't I just? And when I start thinking about that, those things in that way, I realize that's not what it means to be alive. That doesn't feel like living to me. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Hello, welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. So happy you are here today. This is going to be my favorite episode. I am just claiming that right now. So much is happening in my life transformation, shifts, activations, awarenesses, so much is going on and it's really exciting. I feel very grounded and in my purpose more than ever. And if you've been with me since the beginning, it's been about two years, maybe a little bit more actually, since this podcast has existed. And, uh, a lot has changed and probably will continue to change forever. So just <laughs> come with me for this ride. Um, if you're new, you popped in at the perfect time because things are getting real crazy, deep, wide, expansive, and um, pretty cool today. This episode, I'm calling What It Means to Be Alive. And it, that just means so much to me to say that. And it's something I've been saying a lot lately. I'm like, I feel so alive. I feel alive. I feel like we are living. And I have not always felt that way. That's definitely not um, words that would always come out of my mouth. I've, I'm someone who's suffered with severe depression and a lot of really hard feelings that I haven't always worked through very easily. So to say, uh, I feel alive is a really powerful statement for myself. And maybe you feel that way too, or maybe you're going through a process right now that doesn't feel so alive. Trust me, I've been there, um, and I hope, it's my hope, that doing this podcast and sharing my more real-time experiences and, and feelings and thoughts and insights will give you some energy. Maybe I'm, I'm sending you some right now. Maybe you're the one who needs it and receives it to support you on your path because we're all on our own journeys. We're all individual humans having this experience of life, yet we're all in this together. We're all connected by this powerful, powerful, pure, loving energy that's beyond our comprehension that is who we are. So today, there's so many things I want to cover, and I actually wrote some of the key things down and I'm just going to kind of rattle them off. So if you're like, oh, I'm in a hurry or I don't know if I want to listen to this whole episode, I really want you to. So if any of these words spark something within you, maybe you feel called to grab a journal or send this to a friend or leave me a message, send me a DM, send me an email, leave a review. 
I want to hear from you. It's my favorite thing to be um, <laughs> like feel like there's other people on the other side of this uh, and not just me talking into the abyss, which if that's happening to you, it's fine. But I really do truly honestly love to hear from you. So I just want to say some of these words and if they spark something within you, um, let me know. And as you listen to this really powerful episode about what it means to be alive and and how that has come through in my life, especially recently, I just want to hear from you. So even if it's to send me a note that says this meant this to me or this shows up in my life as well, I, I really do want to hear from you. I promise I read every message. <laughs> okay, so these are the things we're going to cover. Vulnerability, willingness to expand, holding space for emotions, witnessing others be their light and dark, and being witnessed as light and dark. Deeper connections beyond the illusion, um, meaning our thoughts, narratives, programs that are running in our minds through trust and faith. Being unconditional. Ooh, that's one. That's a powerful one. Service-based life through giving. Creative expression without the use of intellect. Letting go of all of the rules we attach to our process. So those are the things that I'm going to cover. And before we dive into each of those topics and unpack them individually, I'm going to share with you what's been going on um, and how this sparked, what how this came to me because a lot of times you'll hear on my solo episodes there is always a catalyst there's always something that's going on that sparks these inspirations and channeled messages or transmissions whatever you want to receive these as um they're basically things that are coming through me and I can't ignore. It's almost like they're right in front of my face being shown to me on a piece of poster board written in bright colored markers. And I receive them visually. I receive them um, through voice. Like I hear, I hear the message in words and I, it comes through me and just out my hand and I write it down and I look at it. And I'm almost like, where did this come from? It didn't come from my brain. It didn't come from programming. It didn't come from society or what I've been fed. It's coming from somewhere else. And I'm trying to think of where I should start this <laughs> and this sharing. So I started flowing with the moon really intentionally about three years ago. And I stayed in flow with every new moon and full moon. And I sat in ceremony with each one. That's a lot of moons and never missed one. And then I started doing this inside of my membership community with the group every full moon. We sat down and I held space for everyone. And there was always a theme that we were working with as well as the energy from wherever the moon was, whatever sign the moon was in, and whatever element. And so I've been working with this energy for a while now. And in the last, let's see, three full moons, two of my friends, Jenny and Sammy, who if you listened to a couple of my episodes, I talk about them a lot in here because we do, they're my two friends who... Um, live where I live and we get together and we all have a, we're on a similar journey and they're both estheticians and healers and I'm a hairdresser and do healing work. And so we're on this similar kind of path of like being very external and um, helping people on the more surface level of, you know, physical beauty and and seeing themselves in a mirror for, you know, the physical who they are. And we've ventured into the much deeper realms of who we are as a soul and who we are as a spirit and working and helping people heal on a deeper level through um, shamanic practices, Reiki healing, crystals, sound healing. And we've been all sharing these things with each other. And it's been really powerful in a group of women to grow. And 
learn from each other, become each other's teachers, become each other's mirrors. And the last three moons, we've gotten together and had really deep ceremonies with the moon and set a lot of intention and having deep respect and reverence for our guides and creating space to really call in energy that we that we need to continue on this path because the evolution is happening and we're watching it happen for each other. It's really, really beautiful. And so this last weekend we went camping and we were in this energetic portal up north in Michigan in this really beautiful place that is like one of the four major energetic portals like in the entire country. It's so powerful and it attracts like healers and master teachers from all over the world. They end up up here. And so we go up there and our intention was to have our full moon ceremony and we camped and we spent a few days right on Lake Michigan. And we ended up having the most mind-blowing experience so crazy, so wild. I asked them if they felt okay with me talking a little bit about our experience and from my perspective and and how this ties in with all these topics that I was just talking about at the beginning that I want to cover. And so we go up there, we start getting connected with nature. We have our beautiful space set up and we were going to be working with mushrooms this specific ceremony. And when we, when we get together and do it, we're doing more of like a microdose, smaller amount, because we're wanting to um, still be with each other and still have an experience together. So that is what we did is a smaller amount, not like a really, really large amount where we need to like lay down. So we were actually able to connect with the trees and connect with our fire and connect with the air and connect with the water in a really, really, really deep way. And while we were up there setting up our, our ceremonial space and our altar, we started drawing cards. And this is where, this is before we even were having our ceremony and synchronicity started popping up left and right, like left and right. And I had participated in an ayahuasca ceremony last year. I don't think I've really talked about this much, but I'm starting to feel really comfortable talking about it because I've had a long time to process. I thought I was going to, and then I was like, nope, not ready. But that'll be for another episode. So if you're interested in hearing about that, I'll talk about that another time. But at my ayahuasca ceremony, I drew a card from this one specific deck and the card that I drew meant so much to me because it was a woman who was kind of draped over a chair, like gazing into her reflection in water while her hand was in the water. And the card said, seeing your true self. And my intention going into to that ceremony was to feel comfortable and confident and be shown how I can with ease take off some of these social masks, take off some of this stuff that I'm attached to, let go of my fears of being seen for who I really am, and also start to reveal to me who that is, which is a pretty deep and um, (laughs) powerful ask. And the card that I drew was seeing your true self. And the explanation of it is all about seeing yourself so that others may see themselves and looking deeper beyond the surface, beyond the physical, beyond the illusion of the narrative and all of the things that we tell ourselves of who we are and all those attachments and seeing what's beneath. And that in itself was really profound. And then this ceremony that we were setting up our altar for. We're all drawing cards and we're setting them on our altar because that's what we do to to set like a sacred space and have something to have a deeper intention than maybe just saying words. So I have this deck and I said, hey, Jen- Jenny, this is the same deck that we had 
at our ayahuasca ceremony. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, we didn't even think anything of it. Just like, well, that's, yeah, there you go. So I didn't have anything. I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the same thing. I was like, well, it's the same thing. So I'm like shuffling the cards. And for some reason, instead of laying them out and choosing a card like I typically would, I held the deck in my right hand and I flipped it over so that the bottom card was facing me. I just like, for some reason, felt like I needed to look at the bottom of the deck. Why? I don't know. I was just being guided to it. And I look at the bottom deck and instantly like the shiver goes through my body, like a warm like wave through my body. And it was the same card that I drew at my ceremony. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, here it is. Here it is again. And all of a sudden, all of these things start coming into my mind of like, we're trying to show you, we're trying to to see, do you not see it? How many times do we need to show you this? How many times do we need to tell you this? Like everything you're seeking, we're showing you all the time or all the time, all the time. And that I just had that awareness of like, here is your sign. If you look away from this, you're choosing to look away from this. Here it is. And I showed the girls and I'm like, this is the same card. They're like, shut up. No way. And I took a picture of it that day over a year ago. And I'm going through my phone to try to find it. And sure enough, there it is, the same picture. And I took a picture of it on my phone. And then here's the here's me holding that exact same message in my hand. Now, I don't believe in coincidences. So I'm like, okay, this is a sign, but I'm also trying not to get high off of this energy. Like, oh my God, what is it? So I'm trying to stay centered. I'm staying in my body. I'm staying present with this. I'm trying to stay present with this energy. And this is like kind of tying into this whole theme of like what it means to be alive. Because for me, that's, that's it. Like being present for that message, being present for that teaching, that lesson, receiving that energy without questioning or doubting. And so I I see this card. And so I knew that that was my purpose this weekend. This last weekend was to really dive into that and let go of more and more and more of this fear of being seen or vulnerable, exposed. And um, so that was like the, the kicker of all this starting. And, you know, we're, we're in our ceremony and we're having just a wonderful time and such a deep connection with this really beautiful mystical land. And we could already, we already knew we could already feel it and connect with it, that we were, we were being so surrounded by love and guidance and everything around us, the water, the trees, the, the ground, our fire. I'm an expert fire maker now all by myself. I was really very proud of myself for that, to be the fire starter. Um, And so the next morning, we wake up and we're in these bunk beds. We stayed in this tiny cabin and we're in these bunk beds. I wake up and I start telling them about this dream that I have. I dream all the time. I could probably do a whole episode on dream work, which if you're interested in that, let me know because I'm thinking about it because it's something that comes up for me a lot is dream time. And I wake up and I start telling them about this dream. And I had this really dark dream, but not scary. And I I was starting to face some fears of shadow. And I I instantly knew when I saw that show, um, show your true self was that there's some shadow work that has to be done. Not to be afraid of it, but it has to be done. And in this dream, this little kind of like, you know how in the old time pandemics, they wear those like white masks that kind of look like birds. My husband told me that in some cartoon, this also appears. Well, in my dream, this like appears coming out by peripheral vision. It just kind of was taunting me and nagging me and, and, and telling me like, I'm here and I'm not going away. And in my dream, instead of being super reactive and like, like screaming at it and being afraid and like wanting to jump out of my body, wanting to run away from this scary kind of thing coming in my peripheral, I sat with it. And it keeps reminding me of the book, Tea and Cake with Demons, one of my favorite books of all time about um, the Buddhist guide to being worthy. And I look at it and instead of being afraid of it, I look at it and I'm like, what, 
what are you trying to say? What do you want? And it, as soon as I started saying that to it, it just kind of started to be quiet, but it just sat there and it sat there and I looked at it and I'm like, I could look at you all day. <laughs> and I kind of like giggled in my dream. I'm like, I could look at you all day. It's okay that you're here. And then this giant whale comes out and, and I'm all of a sudden now I'm on a boat. And it's like, as soon as that happened and I was like, made, made peace with it, that there's always going to be darkness. There's always going to be our past. That's what came to me was like, there's always going to be our past. There's always going to be darkness. There's always going to be this, this, um, deeper, darker side to being alive, not just light, not just high, not just like blissed out, like woo, like, uh, you know, carefree kind of thing. Like there's a lot array of emotions that happen, um, when we are alive and we actually are living, we're not in one place or the other 24 seven. And I had that awareness of, of like the, the things that I've done that I deem bad in my life or shameful or awful or horrendous or evil or dark, those things will never go away energy cannot be created or destroyed. It's a moment in time that does not exist any longer. And in that dream, I had this realization that it's okay. And I totally like flushed it from my energy body. Like my body released it. It released this attachment to what if people find out how bad I was? What if people find out how horrible of this one time, this one thing I did, or this thing that I said you know, do I need to tell everyone and like repent so that I'm free of it? And I had this realization of, of no, I need to, to be free of it with myself because I can't erase time. So that was really profound. And then this um, whale <laughs> appears and I'm like kind of afraid of this whale because it's so big, it's huge. And it's just like, like swimming right in front of me. And I've had another journeying experience where I was in the lower world in a, in a shamanic journey and I was on this whale and I'm hanging onto the whale's fin and instead of it taking me on this like ride on the surface like I thought it would, it dove like a torpedo and I'm like, oh, hanging onto it like a rocket all the way down to the depths of the bottom of the sea and it's black, black. And then all of a sudden this like, freaky looking ugly fish with a little lantern on its head comes forward and it gave me this message of you need to be down here because you can see in the dark. So all of these things kind of are like percolating um, in my dream. And so I wake up, I tell the girls about it and they're like, oh my God, so crazy, you know, but nothing really, again, like not really thinking anything of it, but I felt the need to share so then, et cetera, et cetera, we eat breakfast, da, 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 and it's pouring down rain. And so we had plans of going kayaking and hiking and doing all this stuff, but it was raining and we're like in boots and sweatpants and sweatshirts. It's cold. And so we're sitting underneath our, our little canopy and we decided to, to draw some cards and we lit some incense and we're just like, let's just see what's coming up for us today. Let's ask for some guidance and just, you know casually draw some cards and I draw this card and it has I, I pick it up and it has the 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 white long beak looking pandemic face thing on the front of kind of like a devil looking image and on the bottom it says authenticity and I don't know if you're familiar with tarot but like the devil card and things like this that show up they aren't necessarily bad like we would think oh my god the devil it's bad it's, it's more of a, an archetype and an expression of what can be, what, what you could be working with. And so I am like, oh my gosh, I flip it around and I show the girls and I'm like, look, and they're like, their jaws just drop, eyes big, right? It's like, oh my gosh, there it is. So I'm like reading about it and it's about authenticity and guess what it's about? Taking off your masks being vulnerable, letting yourself be seen, letting letting the dark and the light be seen, letting all of it be seen. 
whatever you feel comfortable with in that moment of being seen, you don't have to hide it. And also the fact that we can put on things and take things off as much as we want. We can play. We can play with whatever we want. So that came up. And so then we go to, we were like, okay, well, let's go get in nature because we wanted to connect with the water. The water up there is so mystical. It's so healing. It's very powerful on Lake Michigan. So we're going to go take the kayaks. We have them loaded up in my husband's truck. We're going to drive, you know, an hour away to go kayak and, and paddleboard. So we start driving and, and we're way up in like the wood ticky. Like there's not very many houses. It's very woodsy. It's it's long stretches of woods. We start driving and my friend Jenny yells out the side or Sammy. I can't even remember who yelled it out the side. They're like, oh my God, we have to stop. <laughs> and there's this old farmhouse peeling off paint, spindles that are painted green and red, a, a porch that doesn't even have stairs on the top of it. And there's this huge sign with a phone number that says, tarot readings and we're like what the heck and I mean we're in like Michigan it's not like LA or like you know this isn't like it's not New Orleans these things do not they're not everywhere <laughs> they're not everywhere and so I drive past it I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa what so we, we end up turning around reversing we go get the phone number we call this number and this woman answers and she's like no we can't take you I can't take you you know it's raining out. I normally do my readings outside and we're like, okay. Cause we thought, oh, that'll be fun. Like, let's go get a reading. That'd be great. And so then we were like, okay. So we call this other woman and I'm like, you know what? And then we all kind of felt like, oh, we really need to be there for some reason. So we, we text her and we're like, if you would have anything available, we'd be willing to do it outside. And so she calls up back and she's like, all right, if you're willing to, I'll do it. So we turn back around, we pull in her driveway and we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm like, you know, should I drop a pin where we are? <laughs> what the heck? So we go in and we meet this woman. And she is literally a majestic, magical, not of this world human. And she, we, we find that she is a master teacher. She is so well-versed and well-traveled. She's lived in California for 25 years and moves up into this. She's Her guides guided her to this up north, northest part of the peninsula to live and do this work, this healing work. And she's, you know, she has so much knowledge, so much depth of wisdom. And instantly we knew we were supposed to be there. And you know, we have our readings individually and we sat, this is the first time I've actually sat in with my friends having readings done. I normally, it would be like, you know, by myself if I'm having a session or a healing session or something like that, I'm by myself. And so this was the first time in a group setting that I had anything kind of shared with me, um, channeled to me individually. And so we each had individual sessions, but we got to sit there and witness each other. She also is um, studied astrology for the last like 30 years. Um, I think she's in her in her late 60s. I was like, oh my gosh, she's who we are going to be. <laughs> and it ends up that she does these readings for us. And instantly we just knew we were where we were where we were supposed to be. And she was like, oh, I thought maybe you guys were just some girls up here doing, you know, some wine tours or something. And you've been drinking. And we're like, no, we have we have not drank at all. We've actually been in ceremony for the last day. And we're having another ceremony tonight. And like, this is what we're up to. We're, we're trying to connect with our guides. We're actually, you know, working. We've we're all energy healers. We've been working with these high light beings that have shown up to all of us. And we want to, you know explore this more deeply. So she's like, oh my gosh, okay, all right. You know, like these are our people. And she, you know, I don't, I don't want to share too much about my reading and how, how all of the things that she shared, but I will, I, the point of my story and sharing this with you is, is divine timing, trusting your instincts and synchronicities, following the feeling. And she, in my reading, I was kind of having a tall order and asking for guidance on a few things about working with this deeper energy, taking off these masks. And I knew that that was something that my 
that I was supposed to be asking this woman who has so much wisdom and she's clearly here for a reason that's for our highest good. And the things that she kept saying, I could see the girl's eyes dropping, right? Because sometimes when you're in this energy, that's like this cosmic energy, it's like really powerful. You're in a portal. You don't even like know what's really going on. You can feel like, oh my gosh, something's happening. Like transmissions are happening. I'm receiving information. This is really powerful. But to see their faces like, what is going on? She brought up, um, she brought up the whales and she talked about, she kept talking about the whales and talking about the whales. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what the heck? And the girls had already known, right? That I had told them about my dream. And she kept talking about dream time and how I need to stop working all of my emotions out and all of my feelings out in my dream time. And I'm like, how does she know this? Because literally every morning I lay in bed for sometimes an hour or more and I slip into liminal space kind of between dream, between oh, between sleep and between awake in this dreamlike state where I tend to work out and process a lot of things through um, this, this dream time space. And she mentioned it over and over and over again. And she mentioned the whales over and over again. And she mentioned several things in my life that are going on that no one would ever know. And details so intricate that could not ever be (laughs) known unless she was working with my guides. And she's calling in our guides. And it was really beautiful, the, the reverence that she has for the nature spirits and high beings and master teachers and warrior spirits. It's just so profound and beautiful to, to finally come into contact with someone who's this expanded and is, is holding space with us. And um, so I knew like I just be, continued to be guided in the right direction and I'm being shown exactly what I need. And I'm hearing and I'm around people exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it all is circling back around this message of showing your true self. Honest to God, you know, three months ago, I I don't know that I would feel, be able to have had this 30-minute conversation with you, sharing this information, sharing this energy without having some sort of mask on, without trying to hold back in some way, without um, feeling judged or like I'm, I'm saying the right or wrong thing. So I know that it's working. (laughs) I know that the energy is, um, here to help. It's here to expand. It's here to guide. There's access for each and every one of us in any moment. The only thing we need to do is open up and be willing to receive. Do you have to do mushrooms in the forest? No. Do you have to find a mystical teacher? No. Um, this is just the path that I am being led on right now. And I, I think that's really important to emphasize is that we each individually have our own experience, our own path, our own way. And that for you, that might be something completely different. Um, for I'm just sharing from my experience where I've been led um, and what I've I've been working with. And I am really called and drawn to working with the earth elements and working with plant medicine in many different ways in the form of even vegetables and juice, um, sunlight, the moon, connecting with nature, the earth, flowers, plants, um, water. I feel really called to that and also working with astrology and understanding aspects and um really helping me to figure out how to process my emotions because it's not something I'm naturally good at. And that's led me into journaling and that's led me into music and that's led me into art and poetry and writing. And like this is just all been synchronicities of showing me exactly what I need and that everything we need is inside of us. So the things that I had written down that I really wanted to talk about, I I think I've covered a lot of them in this just sharing about my experience, but vulnerability is so important when we want to be alive because I know there's so many people who want to be alive. You want to feel alive. We don't even know what that means when we've been so numbed and we've been so distracted and we've been so um, suppressed or oppressed, shoved away. We don't even know what that is. It's scary. It's completely terrifying to be like alive because we we can f- feel like it could be taken away in an instant. And being vulnerable is just that, like 
knowing that it could be taken away in an instant and that it's okay because it's always available to retrieve. It's always available. All we have to do is ask. All we have to do is just recenter ourselves, calm down, ask for guidance. Something will come into you. Follow that thing. If it's a whisper, follow it. If it's a sign, follow it. If it's something showing up, follow it. If it's numbers for you, ask a question about why is this showing up? Can you show me more? Can you reveal to me what the deeper meaning of this is? It's not just a fun little game. There's something, there's something that wants to come up and be revealed to you. A willingness to expand. This is so important because in order for all of this to happen, this, this, you know, these things happen for us all throughout our entire life. The universe is always transpiring for our highest good. It's always trying to wake us up. The energy of the highest realms of love and light is always trying to activate us, wake us up from this sleep-like state that is numbed and programmed and has has an illusion all around it. The universe is always trying to help us wake up, but we cannot see that until we have a willingness to expand. And the willingness comes from vulnerability. The willingness comes from blind trust. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm willing to give it a shot and I'm willing to do it alive instead of numbed out. Holding space for emotions. It's so important. Just like I've said about my process, I tend to want to process my emotions in the dreamlike state. And that's worked for me up until now because I'm being called out by my spirit guides, by my teachers who are being revealed to me is I need to process my emotions more outwardly and more connectedly with my friends. I now feel safe. Like I can process my emotions with my friends because I've had friends in the past where I didn't feel confident enough to share because uh, I could feel that there was a level of, of, um, judgment or a level of, um, not feeling secure or maybe that they would tell someone and I would feel exposed and not safe um, to talk about some of my harder feelings. And, you know, that's not to blame anyone. That's my own thing. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. So, and I, and so when you're not ready, you're not going to, you're not going to have that. But I, I've been so willing and so open and so wanting to call in friends who can be in my inner circle that I can trust and I can grow with and that we can trust that we can be mirrors for each other. We can show each other the way when we feel completely lost and like we have lost our connection to the source that's flowing in that we can look at each other and remember, right? Just like sitting on this woman's porch and my friend's eyes and jaws are just dropping because they can feel what I feel and they can see what I see. And we're, we're seeing each other which is the next one, witnessing others be their light and dark and being witnessed as light and dark. When we were going into this reading, I'm like, or does she not going to want us to be together? Should we sit in the car while you get yours done? And we already had this idea because it's a programming that we needed to be separated, that we need to have separate things because maybe there's a fear of being witnessed or being seen. And so it was just so powerful to sit there in all of our stripped downness and ask the deepest question that we could possibly think of that will help us evolve and help us be more alive and have two other people sitting there watching and listening to you and you don't feel judged, you don't feel unsafe and you feel completely held for the space. your, Your space is being completely held for the dark and the light to be revealed. I don't need to pretend that I'm always happy. I don't need to pretend that I didn't, I don't, I, you know, I don't have insecurities. I don't need to pretend because I feel so loved unconditionally. And that's important for us to have both ways. And sometimes we don't have that with friendships or maybe our families we don't have that with. So it's important to, if you want to go down this path, have a willingness to put it out there that you asking for it. Please show me people in my life that I can go to. Maybe it's a therapist. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a yoga class. Maybe it's a new community that you want to enter into. Just finding a space where you can find that for yourself. And it's going to be different for everyone. 
but it's so important to be witnessed and witness others because we are mirrors. If we can hold space for others and and hold space for their light and dark, that means that we're willing and ready to, to have space hold for our light and dark because just like I was talking about earlier, that little dream that I had with this, this like devil coming in and saying like, hey, I'm not leaving. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. Hang out. I don't care. I can hang out. I can let people see you. I can let people see that you're here and that as long as I'm in, in this, this, this meat sack, as long as I'm carrying these bones around with this consciousness, I know that you're just going to be here and that's okay. And that's just really, really, really powerful. Having deeper connections beyond illusion. So having these deeper connections beyond the thoughts, the narratives, the programming, the surface level stuff. And for me, like microdosing mushrooms has been really powerful because it's helping me to see beyond. And I was telling my husband, he's like, well, what is that like for you? And I love that he's so curious because it helps me to put language to the experience and and the why. Like, why would someone choose to do this and not to get high? Because, I mean, I did mushrooms and, and all sorts of things when I was in a teenager and a young 20-something-year-old um, that was not in ceremony, that was not with very much respect and had experience that were kind of chaotic and you know, I, I definitely expanded my mind. I, I have ex- had expanded consciousness for uh, quite some time, but it wasn't focused or um, intentional at all. But um, it did give me a different perspective. And so I was explaining to him, you know, looking at the sky, you're looking at the at the same cloud. We're on a walk and there's this beautiful sunset. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're you're looking at the sky and these beautiful clouds and the sunset. Like right now we're like, wow, it's so pretty. Isn't it nice? And then we're kind of back to our conversation, which is perfect and amazing. But in this deeper state of altered consciousness, I'm looking at that same sky, but I'm seeing beyond it. And I'm seeing the makeup of it. I'm seeing the particles that create the cloud. I'm seeing the the essence that moves through the water particles that are being suspended in the air to create a shift where the cloud exists. And I'm seeing beyond that to the sun that is providing life and and nutrients. And so there's just like this whole deeper level of connection beyond the illusion of that's a sky, it's blue, that's grass, it's green, you walk on it. You know, it's like the reverence that you experience for nature and beyond, like the cosmos and the galaxies and the galactic experience is mind-blowing. And it also helps you to realize, like I've been working with, um, and I think I shared in one of the episodes where I talked about my experience with a, a a shamanic cranial sacral session with my friend Sammy, who was, was in this experience with me for the camping weekend, is I asked, like, how do I connect with these higher beings? Because I know that they're there. How do I connect with them? And clearly during this really deep healing session, or so relaxed and so open, they spoke to me and said, you need to have a clear channel. We can't connect with you if you don't have a clear channel because we don't connect verbally. We don't connect physically. We, we have nonverbal communication, sort of like telepathy. And if you want to work with us, that's what you need to do. So I've been working on getting a really clear channel, clearing things out. I've been doing a lot of uh, practices and being really devoted to healing these blockages and spaces within me that are keeping me stuck. And they show up. And during some of my healing sessions, I've, I've worked on some of my clients who are going through deep processes. And I've been doing healings with them here in my space in Michigan. And they've showed up. I could feel them come behind me. They're these ultra light, ultraviolet light, transparent beings. And they're so loving and so beautiful and they work through me and I can feel their energy just kind of working through me. My hands are doing things that I can't make my physical hand do with my mind, with my intellect. And 
um, my intuition is being guided by something much higher that has a different perspective and my clients can feel it. And I've had a client who said, yes, I've connected with them in a different kind of way and I could feel that they were here. And, you know, that's happened multiple times. I was actually doing a cranial sacral session on my husband and doing some healing work on him just tonight um, in my space here in Michigan. And um, he was like, whoa, like it felt so relaxed. It felt so amazing. Like how did my arm, how did you know to like make my arm do this or this or that? I said they were working through me. Like they, they said, you know, we're going to help you. It's kind of like they're little, little surgeons going in and like doing things that are beyond my comprehension. And maybe they'll show me eventually, maybe they'll show me so that I can see through their, their way. But right now they're, they're like working through me and they're like, Hey, we're going to work through you and help you out because we have this different perspective. So that's been really powerful and um, a beautiful thing that's been happening for me and helping me um, is these deeper connections beyond illusion, but it takes a tremendous amount of trust and faith because from an outside perspective, especially people who might not have been on a, a spiritual path, meaning a commitment to um this kind of work of healing work of exposing our vulnerabilities of taking off masks of connecting deeper reflecting things back to us um being in that space might be like this is complete bullshit you are absolutely fucking crazy um you have a problem this is not right so you know there is that and so that can when you start, if you buy into that narrative, right? I was talking about thoughts, narratives, and programs. If you buy into that narrative and run that program, you you will not be able to have the connection. And that was the message I was getting from these beings, these very high intelligent beings saying, we can't work with you if, <laughs> if you don't, you know, if you, if you're going to run this program because it clogs up your, your center line, it clogs up your channel where we're able to access through nonverbal communication, through telepathy, through this higher consciousness um, way of communication. And so you're going to have to trust and have faith. You're going to have to trust that this is for your highest good. You're going to have to trust this for others' highest good. And you're going to have to have faith that this is actually happening. You know, there, it comes in waves for me. I'm not going to lie. Some days I'm like, this is what the fuck? What, 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 why, what, what? what? <laughs> and why am I supposed to say this? And how come I have to do this? And why does this have to be my path? Why can't I just? And when I start thinking about that, those things in that way, I realize that's not what it means to be alive. That doesn't feel like living to me. I feel very on the edge of my seat, even speaking these words to you right now and like having this conversation. But I feel incredibly alive because it feels on purpose and it feels like exactly the medicine that we need. And we need to talk about these things without being in a high, high place of like, oh my God, aliens are so amazing. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We need to be in a place that's grounded and we're able to communicate in a way that has a language that for the people who are willing and ready, right? Open willingness to expand can receive this. And then Take what you need and leave the rest. Go on your own path. So the other thing is being unconditional, right? I can't be conditional and say, well, I'm only going to listen to my spirit guides in this situation when I when I want them. I'm only going to do this in this situation. It's like at all times, I need to remain open. There's no condition with this, with being alive, <laughs> right? Like with continuing on this path, it's, you know, what will you have me do? How will you have me do it? And being unconditional with it. It's not, I'll, I'll, I'll love you if you do all these things for me. I'll love you if you don't do that. But if you do, sorry, you don't get my love. It has to be unconditional. No matter what, regardless of the situation, I can forgive. I can accept. I can unconditionally love you. It doesn't mean I have to be in your life. It doesn't mean I have to play with you doesn't mean I have to like work with you or hire you or be your friend. 
but I, there are no, I, I'm unconditional, right? I'm unconditional. And that feels really good. That feels really good. Having a service-based life, giving. Um, the master teacher, the reader that I went to, she said, uh, well, what, like, what are your priorities? Like, what are the things that that are important to you? What are the most important things to you? And I was like, oh, that's easy. Because <laughs> I have it written down. I'm looking at it right now. And I have it pinned to my bulletin board. I look at it every single day. I said that because I asked her, how do I hold this energy that's coming into me? I'm afraid. I'm, I have fear that my body won't be able to handle it. That that what if it I have to sacrifice myself to like transmit this this message and this energy? Like, what if it's a too overwhelming for me? She said, Well, what's important to you? What's what are your priorities? What what's most important? I said, for for sure, number one, my health, number two, my family, and number three, service. And I have to put them in that order. It has to be in that rank. Because I have to remain healthy. If my body starts not feeling well, I can't push through power through just to be of service, just to help other people because I need to take care of myself first because I want to be in this for the long game. I want to be alive for a long time. I want to be working for a long time. I want to share for a long time. Number two, my family. They're literally the most important thing to me above, above all. Um, they're more important to me than winning anything or doing anything or creating anything or, you know, any amount of success in the whole world. They're my most important thing. Um, and so I need to make sure that I have a strong connection with my family and that my family is well. Am I being of service to my family before I'm being of service to the whole world and humans and other people out there? And then number three is being of service, um, giving giving, 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 and always finding new ways um, to give that feels so good to me and feels aligned to me. And I'm, I'm really happy to have this podcast to be able to do that because I love giving. I love sharing this with you. Um, it's sometimes really hard because I'm like, I don't want to share it. I want to do this. But at the end of the day, I know it's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And I love sharing. I love giving. That makes me feel alive. And then the last thing is creative expression, but without intellect, no rules in the process, no rules in the process. So this, uh, one of the things that came to me also in this reading was about the new paradigm. And she really heavily expressed to me that I was born the year of the harmonic convergence. I'm an indigo child and that she's been waiting for me, that they've been, she said they, like they've been waiting for us. Um, basically meaning the old hippies who have been doing this work, have been practicing this stuff, who've been working with this energy and working with these guides and this ancient wisdom. And she works with the Native American tribes and she works with all kinds of stuff of, of people who are so deeply connected and have so much ancient wisdom. And she's like, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, no pressure. Um, but she says this because we're in between, uh, we're coming into the new paradigm and we're able to hold the space to create the new paradigm because we're not so illusioned by the old that was so deeply ingrained, the greed, the wealth, the, 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 you know, this, this, um, insatiable need to be successful and, and and prove it to everyone and have the most and have the best. And we're moving into a new paradigm, she said, of communal living and community-based everything. Um, and there, I, I don't even want to get too deep into it because it's already almost been an hour and I'm so appreciative that you've stayed this long. But um, I, maybe I'll get into that in another episode about the new paradigm, what that means to me, especially as I unpack it a little bit more, because she gave me a lot of information um, that she's actually received some, from some really high beings and some really master teachers um, who've all been working on this stuff for decades about what the new earth could look like, what the new world could look like um, with these principles, right? With this in mind and in my way of thinking it's creating without the rules of an old process 
because a lot of times people put out there, do this, do this, do this, create this. This is how you make your business. This is how you make your brand. This is how you make your things. This is how you operate. And uh, that just, it's a lot of it is coming from old paradigm thinking because it was passed along from old paradigm people about structure. Um, and we just left, uh, right, we're, we're in the age of Aquarius. We just left Capricorn. And that was all about structure. And I am a Capricorn. So obviously I'm like, but we need the structure. But we have to create a new structure in this age where it is for everyone's highest good. I'm not saying we're going to create the world that is, you know, um, utopia where there is no dark because I do believe that there is dark and light. And I do believe dark and light have to exist in this world. But I do believe also that more beings who are embodied, more humans, are going to have an expanded consciousness enough that we can create a different kind of world where we operate different, where we interact different, where we are more loving and more connected and we realize our oneness instead of our separateness. The separateness isn't the first thing we go to, but right now we're in a really rocky time where separateness is all we can see because that's all we've been fed. So we're breaking down these systems and it's going to be a little bit of a process, but during that process, we can't attach ourselves to the old rules. So we have to have creative expression without so much intellectual property involved, without our intellect going, well, this is the way it works. This is the way we should do it. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. We have to throw that all out the window and get really creative with our intuition and connect so deeply within ourselves that we come up with new ways of existing and doing things that are for our highest good, right? We're number one. Our family is number two. And number three is being of service, right? We are able to take care of ourselves and be healthy. We're able to be with our families, our communities, right? And then we're able to be of service to the bigger picture. Like those, this, that's it. That's the funnel. So that is all of like what is downloading into me after this like amazing weekend. Um, being in nature, you know, working with plant medicine. Again, I'm not saying like go do all of this stuff. You have to do this or else you won't be able to access any of this. I'm not saying that at all. I truly, 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 honestly, in my whole heart, believe that whatever medicines, whatever teachers, whatever guidance, whatever, um, you know, tools that are for you, you'll be revealed to them. Ask yourself, does this feel right to me? No, that doesn't really. There's plenty of things that I'm like, that doesn't feel right to me. Like that doesn't feel like it's part of my path right now. Maybe not ever, but right now I'm not interested in it. Um, but then there's th certain things that call me like mother ayahuasca. She whispered to me on a paddleboard out in the middle of Lake Huron when I was sitting by the sun and she said, get down on your knees. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, I hadn't even really considered, uh, working with that medicine. And, she talked to me and she spoke to me through the sun and through the water. And I got put on that path. And that's how I ended up there um, several, several months after she had spoken to me because that's what a lot of people say is that she'll she'll call you. She'll call you in. Um, and the same with the mushrooms. I've been working with mushrooms since uh, <laughs> I was in high school. We used to go pick them out of cow poop and eat them and it works, but wouldn't recommend. Um, and, uh, I had, you know, worked with a lot of different psychedelics, uh, when I was much younger. And so that was something that I felt called back to, but in a more deep way, in a more focused way, in a more mature, respectful way, um, instead of abusing them. Um, and yeah, so here I am and this is what I got. And I'm, I'm really happy that you're here for this conversation. Thank you so much for witnessing this share. I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear your stories. So please, please connect back with me. I, I really hope that you do. Um, let me know what you took away from this conversation, what things lit you up, what you're more curious about, what is sparking an interest in you. Um, and also what more things would you like me to talk about? Because I'm feeling... 
obviously from this list of things I just said, I'm feeling much more open. I'm feeling much more vulnerable. I'm feeling like my masks are coming off. I don't feel like I have to try so hard. Um, I don't feel judged. I feel really supported. I feel amazing in this community. I feel completely grounded and secure. And I'm I'm really ready to be a part of something much bigger. And I'm creating things that are going to help all of us expand much more um, and feel connected and feel safe and feel seen and heard and valued. So I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. 